0: and uh i always when i was young i listened to a lot of music and i i use a lot of music in my so i am a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist amongst other things so i use a lot of different kind of music to put people into different moods so we can use music to relax we can use music to release we can use music to receive and that is my motto that is what i help people to do to to relax and when we relax then we can release things that doesn't you know benefit us and then we can receive greater things that are more aligned with who we are on the soul levels.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce train today, though I'm sure he will come up as he normally does. And we are all we are talking about spirituality and being one with yourself and holy F and Sacred Water, which I think is one of the greatest book titles ever. I have, my in a timey-wimey episode, Eureka is here. It is her afternoon. It is my morning. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Jesse. I'm happy to be here and to connect with you over, you know, time and space through a computer and to have a heartfelt conversation. So I'm really looking forward to this.
1: Oh, that is very kind of you to say. Well, let's start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Your elevator pitch.
0: Wow. that one again, I mean, it changes every day because uh, we it? are, yeah, because we are, you know, different person every day. So, you know, cells are dying, new cells are being reborn. So, I'm always pitching on my <laughs> elevator's pitch. Yes. And this question, who am I, it's also <laughs> in constant change. But uh, I am um, a spiritual teacher and I'm here to guide people into their hearts and to a higher state of consciousness. And most people that comes to me have some kind of stress-related symptoms or pain or something like that. And I give them the tools and the power back to be who they are on a soul level.
1: Hmm. So I, I usually start the, the podcast with, you know, where did you grow up and what kind of music you listened to, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to say where, I do want to know where you grew up, but have you always had this feeling of wanting to help people find themselves or was that something you developed as you went through your own journey?
0: No, I've always had it. It's just been, you know, in different shapes and forms. Again, uh, I'm an intuitive empath. So even when I was a small kid, I didn't know it at the time, but I was always trying, you know, to help people or to make them feel good about themselves or, you know, to just be a support of all sorts. So, uh, I think, I think I had it with me all my life, but I haven't been able to sort of see it, you know, as it's my, you know, this is who I am. And, uh, so I don't think so much of it, really, because I think we are all here to serve. Like you are serving thousands of people with your podcasts and other people serves us, you know, with cultivating good food or, you know, driving us with a bus, transporting us back and forth to our family and our jobs. So I think, I think we are all, all here to serve, really. The thing is just to find what you are good at and then to give it away.
1: Yes, I, I love that. There, um, I just recently read um, this story, um, and I don't know if it's true, but I hope it's true. They say that um, a professor had filled, um, you know, he had fifty people in his class. He filled fifty balloons and had everyone's name on it and put it outside the class. And he says, "Okay." The balloon is happiness. Go find your happiness. And after like five minutes, no one had found anything. And then he said, "Okay, stop. All right. Now, then what I want you to do is find that balloon and give when you find the balloon with someone's name, give it to them, their balloon. And they said that in less than two minutes, everyone had their balloon. And the thought is that you can help people find their happiness much faster sometimes than you just selfishly going after your happiness. And I think that fits in right exactly what you're saying is that we all have a purpose of, of, of trying to be kind to each other and try to help each other.
0: I think that is the the purpose and the goal for us, you know, that we are, you know, living together on this beautiful planet of ours But unfortunately, I truly also believe that many of us are, you know, in very deep unconscious programming and we have deep programs on how to be, you know, and uh, there's a lot of greed and manipulation and a lot of, a lot of uh, coercion out there. And we all have it within us because I'm a yogi and like a spiritual teacher and this is what I do to to help people to come closer to who they are spiritually and and soul wise but um, as a yogi we believe that we never die that our the the thing that is the most godlike essence within us never dies that is the soul sorry i have a puppy here so uh <laughs> so that is the unlimited power and essence that is Godlike essence in each and one of us but over the years thousands of years we have forgotten on who we are on a soul level so we believe that we are human beings so we run around in the rat race you know being busy being productive being effective and there's there's a lot of programs on how we believe you know limiting beliefs and illusions on how we should look like, how we should be, how we should act, etc. So the consequences of these programs are that a lot of people, even though that we want to help, we also have these aspects of being sort of perpetrators and victims as we have them in our cellular memory from previous lifetimes, previous reincarnations because we know that energy never dies right it just takes different shapes and forms so if we all have these energies within us of the perpetrator and the victim this is also what we are transmitting out and this is what we can see in the collective consciousness you know what is going on how we pollute the earth uh, how we treat ourselves and others so even though that our origin is that we want to help others and we should help others there's also other energies and ingredients you know of a lot of greed and manipulation as i just mentioned so so i think that's also one way to bring into perspective
1: so let's talk about growing up where did you grow up from where were you uh, born and what part uh where did you spend most of your childhood
0: I'm born and raised in Stockholm in Sweden. It's the home of the Vikings and the home of the Northern Lights. And uh, so it's in Northern Europe. So I've been here my whole life, even though that I've been living abroad and I traveled a lot. But here in Stockholm, Sweden is where my roots are.
1: Did you, were you, did your family listen to a lot of music growing up? Were you guys big readers? Talk about your childhood a little bit.
0: I was a big reader. I started to read when I was four because it was one way for me to sort of shield myself from all these emotions that I always felt as an intuitive empath. So I started to read when I was four. And I've read a lot of books in my days because it's also, you know, one way of experience life right to take part of other experiences or others sharings and it's also one way one good way to to dream yourself away if you don't feel happy or you know if the circumstances around you aren't too good and uh, I always when I was young I listened to a lot of music and I I use a lot of music in my so I'm a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist amongst other things So I use a lot of different kind of music to put people into different moods. So we can use music to relax. We can use music to release. We can use music to receive. And that is my motto. That is what I help people to do, to to relax. And when we relax, then we can release things that doesn't benefit us. And then we can receive greater things that are more aligned with who we are on the soul level so yes you can use music to you know there's so many good music out there and i'm not you know i'm i'm what what they call uh i'm listening to almost everything except you know heavy or death metal or things like that or and opera i'm not too fond of opera either
1: okay uh I sometime I've got to get someone who adores opera on this podcast, because a lot of people will say that I just don't get opera. And uh, I've had people who love death metal on. So I got to make a note to myself to have an opera fan. Um, What what kind of books did you love to read? Was it everything or were there a specific genre or types of books that you enjoyed reading?
0: I remember when I was really young, I used to love reading books about Strong women, you know, women, adventurous women, and women following their hearts, maybe being, uh, you know, sort of changed through history. But uh, I like to read about strong willed women who have their heart in the right place and somehow have changed the history. And I also like to read, uh, when I was younger, I read a lot of. Uh, detective stories and a lot of uh, animal stories so i've never been into science fiction or uh, dysfunctional you know utopies of the world that kind of genre but uh Mm -hmm. and then now when i'm older i've read so many books about personal development and health alternative health etc
2: One of
1: my favorite books is, and you mentioned not particularly liking fantasy or science fiction, uh, Princess Academy by Shannon Hale is one of my favorite books. It is um, the hero is this woman. The premise is that um, after many, many years, they needed to recreate a princess academy where they take commoners and teach them how to be princesses so that the Uh, Prince could choose a bride and it goes from there. That's actually very, takes you in unexpected places. Um, But I do, I I love, um, in fact, one of the things that I've been trying to do on my podcast is um, trying to diversify my guest list because it's very easy when you're talking classic rock to get a bunch of guys that look like me, old white guys on the podcast talking about how much they love music and um i love when i can diversify the audience where i get someone who is non-male um who is younger um and and spend time exploring their journey um you mentioned you love using music when you're teaching um i know that my wife uh for a long time was doing spin classes and the teacher who did the spin class would pick great music and Linda would always come home saying wow this was such you know she more than the workout it was the music that she enjoyed so how do you build a playlist to go with a class
0: so again, I'm an intuitive empath. So it's like I'm right. just downloading it. I, I do I do karma clearings and soul readings in the akashic record, and the akashic record is like a Google for the soul. So uh, the information from each soul living on the earth and that has ever lived, and everything that has ever been, probably could have been, will be, is stored in the akashic records. So I just get a you know. Uh, Ah, I want to do this song. And then I just Google it on Spotify and then I just so download it because I get the information what kind of energy I want to bring into the songs. Like in yoga, we are talking about different chakras, which is basically energy centers. And within our bodies, we have over 80,000 energy centers. But the yoga philosophy and psychology works with the seven biggest of these so called energy centers, they're called chakras. -hmm. Each and one of these chakras, for instance, have their own different energy. They have their own different correlation to the nervous system, to an inner organ, to a different sense, to a different color, etc. So now that I'm doing like a teacher training, and then I have then I'm doing all these different energies that we all have within us, or yin and yang, the feminine and the masculine. And then I I want to have music that enhances the message of the feminine or the masculine or all of these seven chakras or whatever so i have classes you know music that i have done these lists on to release frustration i have music for you to calm down i have music for you to to uh, reduce stress in your adrenals etc etc so um it just comes to me. It's not like I'm thinking too much of it. I'm just saying, okay, so I'm going to do a list and then I just tune in and then I just get some kind of text or I I might not even have heard these songs before, but I just then Google it. And then I, you know, get it on Spotify or YouTube or things like that.
1: So Rika, is there a couple of songs that are, in your personal playlist that you when you need to recharge your battery to I, and I, I'm thinking this in terms of you know on a computer you clear your cash and cookies right to just right you need to clear your browsing history you need to brew all this you know to start fresh so I love that idea of of both spiritually and mentally you know you're you're doing a free fresh. are there songs that you that are especially important to you that you use in that process?
0: Oh, yes. I have many of those. Like uh, I I do my own, um, I, pr- I produce my own yoga meditation uh, records and my daughter, she has this amazing voice. So sometimes she does covers with her voice and music. So when I listen to it, you know, I get chills all over my body and I've used it in, in meditation classes and, you know, women starts to cry. So it's really you know, touching something vulnerable deep within. So I have uh, my daughter's uh, recording of, um, what's her name now? Adele, uh, when we were young. And I have my daughter's recording of Dancing in the Sky and You Are the Reason. I don't know the artist, the original artists. But so when I, When I need to relax, when I need to sort of release inner stress or stored emotions, then I put these songs on. And also, I love to listen to Deva, Primal, and uh, Mitten.
1: Okay, very nice. So let's talk a little bit about, um, as you're making this journey, um, why did you decide to write a book and talk about it? Which was your first book you wrote?
0: good question so my first book is called 247 a.m the journey home to my Hearts, and I decided to write this book actually I was on national tv here in Sweden and a couple of podcasts and articles and I was telling people about my story of being depressed and suicidal and then people connected with me and said oh I want to read that book so where's that book where can I find it and I you know it was only here in my head and in my heart space so then I started to write it, and I wrote it in Swedish. But then a friend of mine, who's an international journalist, she told me, "You really should write this book in English because this book is going to help, you know, thousands of people around the world who suffers from mental illnesses or stress related diseases." So, this book is actually dedicated to my children, who unknowingly have saved my lives. Many times when I wanted to commit suicide when I was suicidal. So this book is my autobiography about my journey back home to my heart. So we
1: we've touched on this a little bit, but tell me, tell me about that, that dark times. What was going on? And, and if you could, it sounds like you've shared this story before, but I'd love to hear it. Share your story, your journey of of darkness, then ultimately heading to the light.
0: Thank you. My truest belief are that we contain of both dark and light, yin and yang, feminine, masculine, like everything that we see out in nature have these polarities within them. Also, we, as we are part of nature. But at the time when I was depressed and suicidal, I, I have always been very sensitive, like this intuitive empath. Yes. highly sensitive person but I didn't know it at the time so I suppressed all my emotions I suppressed all my traumas that I've been through I I hid him you know not only from others but also from myself so I was always being like this good girl productive good being busy very likable etc cetera, etc cetera. so I I sort of suppressed myself and hid myself beneath these layers and layers of being the good girl or the, you know, wanting to be liked and accepted and everything like this. And um, it came to, you know, it, it started with sleeping disorders when I was just a teenager. So I started to sleep bad and I started to wake up in the nights and I, then I couldn't go back to sleep. And then I woke up earlier and earlier and then it just came to the point where I only slept 15 minutes per night so I woke up 2 47 a.m every morning you know for for decades where in my dreams I had been murdered and tortured and, and and slaughtered in my dreams so I woke up you know with a heart pounding and a stale taste of blood and blood in my mouth and I was really disorientated I didn't know where I was I was all sweaty and then I you know I see the alarm clock saying 2:47 a.m. and then I knew that I had only slept for 15 minutes per night. So this poor sleep of mine took me into like a downward spiral and obviously it affects all areas of, of your life. So I, my cognitive abilities were really I was like a junkie, you know, jerky and I I didn't I couldn't stand any light or any sound and I was I was married at the time and my husband, he didn't know, you know, that I was being murdered every night next to him in my sleep. And uh, my children saved me many times when I stood in front of my bathroom mirror with all these pills for depression, pills for sleeping disorders, pills for anxiety, pills for this and that. So for me, I know that I had to go there to be able to transform it into more light. Because when we transform our inner darkness, it becomes more light, it becomes a high sense of consciousness. We get access to this consciousness. We get access to these inner knowings, to a deeper wisdom and embodied wisdom. But when we are stressed, when we are ill, when we are in pain, when we are always being busy, we are not paying attention to the messages from our souls. And most people in Western countries, we are disconnected from spirit and disconnected from soul. So this journey of mine was to sort of come back to who I am on a soul level and my purpose. My, you know, why am I here? This eternal question: Who am I, and why am I here? Uh, but I know now that I am here to guide others from from mental illnesses, from stress or pain-related, whatever, and to become the best versions of themselves by raising their consciousness and to live more from our hearts than our headspace.
1: That's very touching. And it's also a little scary that you could be hurting that much and... Did you? Is there one key that helped you? Is there one first step that helped you on that journey to healing? Are there multiple steps? Was there something that specifically, um, I hate to be you know, flip the switch that started you know that? Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, this is the first step to getting better.
0: I think it was multiple steps, and I. I was always very hard on myself, you know, uh, during my upbringing that I. I think often
1: it, we all are. I think yeah. we're very tough on ourselves. Yes, we, we
0: are. We are. And, and especially when you notice that you are more sensitive than others and you're not normal. And you get to hear that a lot, that you're so sensitive and you're not normal. So you become to believe these thoughts. And these thoughts creates, you know, patterns and behaviors. So for me, it was a multiple multiple layers and multiple steps but once one very important step that I also share about in my autobiography is that I told my husband that I needed to go away and at the time I was a mother to two really really small children my daughter was only you know a couple of months and my son was two years old uh, so I told him that I was so tired uh, obviously you know I only slept fifteen minutes per night and uh, so I go out to my parents cabin in the Swedish archipelago and I was so sensitive of any kind of light and sound so I had to close off the electricity the fridge the you know the heating systems and it's in the winter here in Sweden and it's a lot of snow and very cold and I'm there and I'm like thinking finally I'm going to be able to you know to rest and to sleep but then I it's a beautiful winter's day the sun is shining and the snowflakes are like falling down and it's out you know deep out in nature in close to the ocean and in a deep forest Mm -hmm. and I have these sensations within me that oh my god there's something wrong with me something is going to happen I don't know what this is it felt like a moving volcano and it scared the shit out of me because I didn't know what it was or how to navigate through it and so I'm walking out there in the forest and I can feel this intense volcano moving and stirring within me so I'm increasing my pace because I also have e- have had eating disorders so it was one way of controlling my my inner anxiety so I'm moving up in my pace and I'm walking really fast and then I feel it's moving you know, even faster and more intense. And I get so scared. So I like almost start to run. And then I feel such an intense pain in my, in my chest. It's like my heart is going to explode and shattered in, you know, a million pieces. So I, I gasp for air and I press my hands towards my chest because the pain is so intense. And I'm falling down into the snow, you know, trying, you know, to hold on to myself, holding on to life. And I was thinking, whilst falling, that, oh my God, I'm going to die here. You know, I didn't even get time to say goodbye to my children. They don't know where I am. I'm here in the mid, you know, way out in the forest, and I might be lying here for for I don't know how long so this is what I'm thinking about while I'm falling down and at the same time I'm clutching onto my chest and I fall down and I hear this snap like within me and it come rushes and I am so afraid and at the same time I hear this horrible horrible growling you know it sounds like a dying animal and I'm so terrified not only am I going to be dying in, in the forest from this heart attack, I'm also going to be eaten by wild wolves or, you know, bears or whatever, until I realize that these noises, these, these horrible, horrible screams were coming from deep within me. So I'm lying there uh, screaming and my body's moving and then I hear another snap and I start to cry and I cry like I've never cried before. It's like a yes. dam. And so this goes on, obviously, this goes on for a time and I lose track of time and space and I hear, you know, different different words and different sort of languages and noises and screams and howls and grunts coming out and and everything is coming from deep within me. And then eventually when everything subsides and my sort of, my footage of tears also is subsiding, then I become aware that I'm still lying in fetus position, still lying there holding my heart, but Mm. it's pitch black outside. So I've been lying there for hours. And it's like for the very, very first time in my life that it's completely still in my head. I don't have a thought. I'm all still within me. The easiest way I can describe it is as like an expansion, a stillness in expansion, stillness expanding and all my senses are so enhanced i can see you know snowflakes falling even though it's pitch black in the dark, in the forest and i can hear you know the snowflakes falling so it's like all my senses are enhanced and i didn't know it at the time but obviously this was one of the profound moments where i realized you know otherwise i'm going to continue to what i'm doing and then i'm then i'm going to be dead and then mm-hmm. i'm of no use to my small children Or I need to start, you know, to transform all of these dense and intense emotions that I have suppressed and stored and all my traumas. So that's how it started. And this is also what I share about in the book and also on podcasts, because still today, it's quite taboo for people to, you know, to be suicidal or to have suffer from mental illnesses. But for me, the way I see it is also, you know, from chaos comes order. You know, we have to go through hell so we can experience heaven. We have to face our inner fears, uh, heal our suppressed emotions for us to become in flow and to experience higher states of consciousness. So uh, that was one of my steps. And then the journey was quite long to regain my power and my strength after being so you know sick for many many years all my inner organs uh everything was really really you know sort of depleted so it took me many many years like almost a decade to recover fully
1: thank you for sharing that that's so powerful and um i think we've all in our own way have had those moments where it's just dark and you, you don't know if you're going to see the light again. And, you know, um, and all of us need help sometimes uh, to, you know, good friends, good music, uh, family, whatever, you know, to help you get through that journey. So, and I know you're sharing your story helps others. So thank you for that. Um, Thank you. I want to go back to you you mentioned being hard on yourself and to this is this is a lighter moment right but um i always joke with my wife you know she will um she'll be so worried and so upset about you know uh, people coming over and how the house looks and i said well yeah right because that's what you do right The first time you walk into someone's house, you look and go, oh, it's not straight. And she goes, no, I'd never do that. I said, then why do you think our friends are going to do that? All right. And she's like, oh, Jesse. But I do think we would give we give other people grace and we don't expect those people to give us the same grace that we're giving. And and there are some people who don't. There are, as you talked about earlier, there are people that are forces for negative in this world, but overall, the people around you want to give you as much grace as you're giving them, don't you think?
0: Yes, I think so. But then the question is, how much grace do I give myself? How receptive am I? Because, because I cannot give what I don't have, yes. and I cannot receive what I don't have. You know if if i if I want to receive love, but I don't have love in me, um you know like I was full of self contempt self hatred disdain, I hated myself, I hated how I looked like i I tried to control my looks by you know my eating disorders, by training a lot, exercising a lot, et cetera, so many strategies for numbing and distracting myself or ourselves as we do, you know, in the collective consciousness, There's so many ways to distract or to numb ourselves. So I truly believe that, you know, and, and I, if I want to give love, but I can't, I can't give it because I don't have it. And most of us, we have not experienced unconditional love. Most of us, we have experienced conditioned love. Like love, love, love is a bargain. If you do this, then you get this if you say yeah. you love me then i say i love you if you finish your food then you will get dessert or whatever you know so it's like this bargain all the time if you do your homework then i can sit watch a movie with you afterwards so the love that we receive as children is not unconditional it's very conditioned it's very you know and we many of us only get love when we are being good at something or when we are doing something good Right,
1: yes. most
0: of us aren't being loved for who we truly are.
1: Yeah, I I think that's well said, and you know the other thing that, as you talk about this transitional base, the other thing I think we should remember is that often choosing one thing means you are not choosing something else. Yeah, and and. And that's okay, right? You know, the decision, um, I, the the sometimes, right, you have to, and I also think you need to give yourself a break if you ended up after the fact, you go, well, that was a poor decision. Well, did you make the best decision with all the knowledge you were aware of at the time? And then understand that maybe that incorrect decision ultimately will lead you to where you need to be so to be a little bit kinder to yourself
0: yes for sure but uh that's for me has been easier said than done i mean we oh sure think about it and we know that it's the way to go but then then like you know when i had eating disorders and i you know gained weight or yeah. if i had like one fault on a math test or and when I looked in my eyes, you know, and I, I saw all of this self-hatred. So it was very hard to be kind to myself because I wasn't used to that. I wasn't experienced how to do that. And I was also right. trained also always to hide my true emotions because they were so strong and they scared people. You know, I come from a country, it's in our DNA. It's called Jantelagen. And it's it is, you know, and even though that we are descending from the vikings this Jan klagen is sort of an unwritten law within our dna saying who do you think you are you're nothing special mm. you shouldn't be too happy you shouldn't be too successful you shouldn't be too sad too angry too horny too whatever because it upsets the status quo so everybody you know And, you know, life is like this, right? This is our heart, this is our breath. But if you're like, you know, all numb, then you're dead. So there's so many Swedes that are so gentle and polite and, you know, kind to others. But then they go home and they, you know, you treat yourself as you wouldn't treat your own worst enemy. So I think this being kind is very important, but I think that is also one of the deep programs that many of us have, that we, we don't know how to be kind to ourselves because we are so programmed only to give away. And most of us, we are looking for this love or this acknowledgement or credit, you know, from the outer realms, mm-hmm. from you know, people out here. But, but we are looking for the wrong things in the wrong places because outer love can never fill my inner hole. I need to fill my inner emptiness or my inner hole with myself. I need to fill up my own cup or, you know, this metaphor by going on an airplane, you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. You need to love yourself first before you can love others.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Now, your Holy F and Sacred Water, is that part of that? Um, is that partly a guidebook to help people find those journeys?
0: Yes. Uh, holy fuck and Sacred Water, the secret connections to everything is is a book uh, of many layers. It's multidimensional as we as human beings are multidimensional. So this book is actually here to reactivate your inner dormant light codes, because we know that we contains like 70, 75% of water, right? But our inner water, our inner sacred water is so polluted by how we live our lives, how we think about ourselves. You know, like when I was sick and depressed, my inner water was so polluted by how I perceived myself. And it's in our DNA is in our cells. So This book is here to reactivate your inner light codes and for you to remember who you are so you can transform these energies of being the perpetrator or the victim from past lifetimes, which we consciously are not aware of. And this is also one thing we need to become aware of things before we can change it because I can never change anything that I'm you know unconscious or unaware of right so the first step coming back to the last question is also to become aware okay to become aware that I have this fucked up not that I am fucked up but I have this fucked up program and it you know the result is that I can't have any relationship or I you know I don't succeed at work or I don't feel happy whatever it is you know so this book is here. Do you want me to read the backside for you? The back please, cover for you. Please, yes. that'd be great. Holy fuck in the sacred water, the secret connections to everything. Holy fuck in sacred water, the secret connections to everything is bold, cocky, politically and socially incorrect. It is divinely channeled and imprinted with the sacred codes. This book will either have you say, fuck yeah or it will piss you off, or maybe even both. This book is not for the common man or common woman. It is for a new generation of brave, passionate and curious beings who know they came to earth to make a difference and are ready to take action now. A new era has arrived and with that more confusion and fear than ever before. This book reactivates a path of releasing the old so we can co-create a new thriving future together. It contains very raw and vulnerable personal stories, scientific information, ancient wisdom, taboo topics, and conspiracy theories. This book can help you to understand the importance of purifying your own inner water and using your passionate fire to live your true potential. Holy fuck and sacred water could be considered a theory of everything. Life is a multidimensional journey to master empowerment, freedom, and flow in our everyday lives. We can master these by unifying our inner spark with the inner sacred water. This then creates the magical life force within us, or what we call the holy fuck.
1: That sounds fascinating.
0: It is. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah if what's the best way for someone to find it?
0: uh it is on Amazon, however, yeah. I would recommend you to order it through me because honestly, I don't get the money from Amazon so uh, right. yeah so if you want the book, uh, I'm gonna send it to you and um then I will get back some of the energy that I put into the book
1: i I would love it. I'd love it. and yeah, if you go to your website right you can order a signed copy so go ahead and give your website
0: yes uh, i'm i'm afraid i can't do a signed copy because um, then first i have to order it from amazon and then okay. i have to
1: okay it, okay no
0: yeah. okay so it, it is could... on my website and it's okay. on www.ulliskarlson.com and that is u l l i s K-A-R-L-S-S-O-N.com, com. .com.
1: And I will include that link in the show notes. And yes, I would love, we'll talk afterwards, I would love a copy of the book. So what's next for you, you. What What's next? What's what's next in your journey?
0: Uh, So last year, I'm just going to mention also that this book came through. So I've written five books in two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, so the latest book is The Sacred Soul, A Divine Evolution Through Time and Space. So my next step is to help these, you know, very important and high vibrational books to reach more people because people need to read them and need to remember who we are on a soul level. Okay. Uh, So I'm doing a lot of teacher trainings and I do these karma clearings and I... Right now, I am sort of resting myself, you know, as I, I teach what I, I, I learn what I, what, what do you say? I do what I teach. Yeah. So right now, I am in a resting sort of phase in my life where I just, you know, take care of me and my little dog and my two teenagers. So I don't work so much. I just came home from being out in nature with my RV. And this summer, I'm gonna give myself the whole summer, starting from like two weeks ago, uh, to get just have a rest, vacation, be out in nature, and to be creative. So that's that's um, what I'm what I'm up to. And then I know that I'm scaling up, and that I I know that there's so many people out there that I can guide into their own power, you know, because we can never help or do the work for somebody else, but I can inspire and empower others to be empowered within themselves. So that is, I'm going to scale it up this autumn. And I know I see it because I also have premonitions. So I also see um, what's coming around the corner. So I need to rest (laughs) before that. Uh,
1: That is good advice for everyone. And I appreciate it. Um, Have a great summer. This is, um, it is, I think too many times we don't take enough time to recharge and to think about it. So that sounds lovely. Um, All right. Before we get out of here, any final thoughts? Any final statements you want to share to my uh, listeners?
0: Yes, I do. So two things. Uh, the first thing is thank you who, who are listening and you know maybe you are resonating with what I'm saying here and if it's only like one word that I'm saying then it's like I've paid back my karma or the circle is closed because when I was sick and depressed I listened to somebody at Oprah Winfrey show and I can't remember what was said or who it was but that day that person saved my life you know So if there's something that I'm saying here today that resonates with you, then it's like ripple effect. So then my Mm. circle is closed in that area. And secondly, also, if you too are in a dark space or find yourself maybe being depressed, then remember that words are spells and we cast spells. And the word depressed could also be interpreted as deep rest a deep rest for body, mind, and soul. So that means that you're in a good space. That means that you are on a way for growth and evolution and that, you know, just enjoy the ride.
1: Uh, yeah. So this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, I, I look forward to the book. Um, anytime you want to come back and promote something or just visit I think this is great. Uh, I have loved visiting with you. Um, once again, your website, I will include the link. It is your uh, name from there. You can order the books. You can find out more information. Uh, please go check it out. Um, I'm going to end and Thank with, you. yes,
0: I would love to be back. I, I also love this conversation. I would love to be back. And I, I, maybe your listeners have some questions or, you know, we could do, answer some questions or whatever, do a live. I don't know, but um, yeah, I would love to be back. So yes,
1: So if you do have questions, you can send them to me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Jesse Jackson, DFW. The show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce. Are you on social media at all?
0: Erika? I am. I am. I am on Facebook and on Instagram, but actually I'm, I have been heavily censored and uh, shadow banned because some people don't want others to read about healing and you know the right. power that we are etc cetera, etc cetera. so I am on those medias but uh, you have to google <laughs> google okay. to find me <laughs> so it's uh, it's my name it's Ulrika it's U L R I K A and my nickname Ulis U L I S and then K A R L S O N well wow. and uh for me my my name Ulrika means the magnificent and my journey has been to reclaim the energy of being and feeling magnificent so i can guide you into your own magnificence
1: oh that is that is wonderful and you are magnificent i i i've enjoyed <laughs> our time you. together too i'm gonna so end I'm with the i'm gonna end with a uh a few lyrics from bruce um he He has a song called Hello, Sunshine, and it starts, had enough of heartbreak and pain. I had a little sweet spot for the rain, for the rain and skies of gray. Hello, sunshine, won't you stay? You know, I always liked my walking shoes, but you can get a little too fond of the blues. You walk too far, you walk away. Hello, sunshine, won't you stay?
0: I love that. That was really good. Thank you. That was a great metaphor for today's topic.
1: Absolutely. That's what I thought of that. I was like, oh, I need to do that. So I hope you listeners, uh, you embrace your inner sunshine and remember to feed your inner soul and go check out her website. I think you will like it for now. Take care, be safe, and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening.
1: There we go. Another episode. I'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback. Um, so if you want to skip this, I understand, but I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson, DFW. The show is available at Set Bruce. You can send me an email setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, perfectly good podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast, with my brother-in-time, Charles Skaggs. And then finally, How Many Podcasts, the only podcast on the Internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them. But if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast. That is the one, the only setlisting bruce the theme for setlisting bruce was written by david rosen used by
2: permission it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football